In this era of grave spiritual crisis, it is not enough to simply know about your Catholic faith. That is why we need a Catholic toolbox to equip us with the practical skills necessary to live our Catholic faith to reach our ultimate goal, which is heaven for all eternity. Do not merely listen to the word and so deceive yourselves. Do what it says. Join us every Tuesday night at 8pm for the Catholic Toolbox as we hand you the tools to go forth, live the faith and change our modern world today. Live on The Voice of Charity. Welcome back to another week on the Catholic Toolbox, The Art of Practical Catholicism. I'm your host and founder, George Manasseh, here as we compare the practical tools to live your Catholic faith in our modern world of today. And this hour is Sheen Hour. Welcome to the Sheen Hour series with my friend, Alan J. Smith from Canada. You're up north, we're down south. How are you, my friend? I'm doing well, George. Thanks for having me on. And, um, you know, I think it's always great when you want to talk about Bishop Sheen. Um, I think, you know, you've got two enthusiastic souls. I know you love his writings. I, um, you know, I'm dedicated to promoting his life and legacy. Uh, of course, I work for the cause for his canonization. So, uh, again, when you invite me to talk about Sheen, I'm all in. So I'm uh, looking forward to our hour together. You're the, you're the Sheen hour man. And uh, <laughs> it's a pleasure to have you, my friend. And uh, let's get straight into it. Uh, what do you have to share this week about Shane? And uh, in the end, we want some practical tools. But but I hear you have a book coming up. Yeah, I, I just released um, uh, my fifth anthology and uh, been at this for a little while now. But um, people were asking about Shane's writings uh, during the war years. Um, uh, they want to know about, you know, this thing called communism that seems to keep raising its ugly head. And so uh, I went through the archives of Sheen's writings and realized that, you know, he had this life experience of living to th living through two world wars. Uh, of course, World War I, he was in the seminary uh, studying for the priesthood and, of course, studied in Europe. And so he got to meet a lot of the good uh, intellectuals in Europe and understand Russian culture and uh, uh, just so much history. And of course, he knew that these uh, isms were coming, uh, communism, um, you know, I, I mean, you can add ism to so many different things, but it's this idea he wanted to warn America, especially of communism, Marxism, uh, etc. And uh, of course, he's been teaching uh, the world for years. And in the 1940s, he took to the airwaves during the Second World War, and of course, gave a weekly series uh, just trying to uh, give people make sense of everything and so i've re-released his writings from the 40s the war years and uh, called the book war and peace and um, kind of a, a spin on names because there's that famous book uh, war and peace that's quite a large volume uh, but i put together a good size volume of sheen's writings and in fact his name um you know uh, fulton sheen in the gaelic language fulton means war 
and Sheen means peace. And so I just, um, of course, uh, named the book after him. Uh, so there you go. I mean, uh, let's talk about, uh, it, he, he had a great perspective on, on what was coming on communism because he did live, uh, where did he live? What was the pro exact location where he resided in Europe? Well, in Europe, he was at uh, Louvain University in Belgium. And that's where, he, of course, he um, achieved his, uh, they call it a super doctorate. And it's, uh, um, again, the thesis he wrote, uh, God and Intelligence, earned him the Cardinal Mercier Award. Uh, but again, spending time in Belgium. And of course, he studied in England and studied in Rome. So uh, you're meeting the great minds at the time. Uh, Chesterton, um, Lewis, um, all of these great writers um, were uh, rubbing shoulders with him, uh, per se. And so, of course, uh, being a great reader and uh, lover of history, uh, he dived right in and he learned many languages, too. He so was fluent in French and German and Russian. And so um, he just absorbed everything like a sponge and, of course, uh, put it all together in a very um, I want to say theological way to then, of course, teach at the Catholic University of America and to, of course, take these lessons to the radio uh, to share it to the common people. And uh, that was the beauty of Sheen. He took really deep uh, content, uh, you know, not so much highfalutin um, language, but he made it very, um, you know, understandable to people like you and me, uh, the common people. And so that was his gift. And I'm glad he did. And it's interesting. You must have learnt the uh, the use of the Byzantine, lit the Byzantine right while he was in Europe. Would that make? Would that be a, an accurate presumption? Yeah, he always wanted to be um, by ritual in the sense that you know because I think the church breathes out of two lungs. Uh, that's a term we hear all the time, the oh, east oh, and the okay. west. And and of course, uh, you uh, see pictures of him with Byzantine liturgy on. And of course, um, there actually is one televised um, uh, service, uh, Divine Liturgy, that um, they recorded and they see him uh, doing that. But um, I think of this idea that Fulton Sheen was a man for all peoples and uh, knew that the church was large and had, um, of course, many, um, I want to just say uh, families, <laughs> and I say families, but uh, cultural and uh, spiritual uh, influences that... Uh, Again, just uh, there was no boundaries, I guess. But again, to see him do that. And uh, one thing I did learn when I looked at Sheen's vestments, and they are actually uh, in the museum in Peoria, Illinois, in America, uh, you'll always see Our Lady of Perpetual Help uh, on his vestments. So um, he was almost saying to us, go to her, go and implore her help under the title Our Lady of Perpetual Help. So uh, there's a little insight for you today. That's that, that's absolutely amazing, and and what more can we learn from him in terms of media? Let's talk about media. Um, sure, and, and how he can be a, a, of inspiration to us and different initiatives such as EWTN, uh, Radio Maria Canada, uh, Voice of Charity Australia, Perusia, or all the great apostolates who are in media. Um, what what can we learn from him and the way he carried himself? Uh, in 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 his in, in his terrific uh, television show, I mean, extremely popular. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think one thing that Sheen teaches us uh, people in the media, especially, is um, 
be uh, very thrifty, but uh, um, be productive. And when I look at Fulton Sheen, you take this, for example, he would come up with his lesson plans and, of course, teach them uh, in person at the Catholic University of America. And then he would use the media that was available to him in radio. And then, of course, he would uh, speak to five million people um, on the radio. Uh, then, of course, he would say to everyone, if you would like to hear today's talk, please write into the radio station and I'll send you the transcripts. And, of course, thousands of people and the tens of thousands uh, read his weekly radio transcripts. And then, of course, he would put it into books and then uh, send them out internationally, again, reaching tens of thousands of more people. So uh, he took a simple lesson and he was able to... Um, you know, make it multiply into the millions. Um, but it was really using all forms of media, radio and print um, at the time. And then, of course, when television uh, came in in the 1950s, he took those lessons that he'd given in the 40s and then put it into the medium of television uh, to reach 30 million people every week. And so, again, he used what was available to him and uh, used it to um, his most... A great benefit. And um, I've, if he had access to the internet when he was alive, I'm sure he would have utilized that, uh, all of different social media. So uh, again, he was encouraging all of us, use what's available to you. And if you have multiple platforms and you can, um, you know, share your program, say on, you know, 10 different platforms, go to all 10, but uh, be productive. And so I think that's where his zeal for the mission, um, it was, it's actually infectious. You watch his videos and you go, I want to be like him. I want to have that desire and that passion for the faith um, and never miss an opportunity. I think that's what Fulton Sheen uh, was really good at. He never missed an opportunity of bringing a soul closer to Jesus Christ. And I know that that's one thing that you and I want to continue to do is keep bringing souls to Christ as best we can with our humble little efforts here. I mean, time management is, is, is uh, the key thing that came to mind when you look at him working with media and being a bishop. I mean, how do you think he, he managed his time? Well, he, um, he had a, a great life coach in, um, the Lord, a <laughs> life course in the Lord, in the sense that uh, I like to say for eternal life, but it was his holy hour. Um, you know, what he did is he, he was made that very much a, a part of his life that he never um, neglected. Uh, like a lot of us sometimes will think we want to ex exercise and we miss our exercise sessions. But I think with Fulton Sheen, uh, that idea of spending one hour with our blessed Lord, uh, in the, you know, with the blessed sacrament, uh, having a conversation with God. Um, it was that, uh, and, you know, mother Teresa said the same thing. She said, you know, they would ask mother Teresa, how do you get so much work done? You know, you're always praying. And she says, Oh, it's that hour, that holy hour that gives us the energy to do this great work. And sometimes even the sisters of our, are they, of um, of um, you know Mother Teresa, they would complain, saying, "We're praying too much. We got so much work to do." And then she would double down and say, "Well, let's do two hours of prayer today." And the sisters would say, "Yeah, we even got even more work done." And so, um, I mean, seek you first the kingdom of God, and right, and He'll add all these things unto you. So, I think the key to time management for Fulton Sheen was, don't neglect the holy hour, 
spend that time, listen to the Lord, get your instructions and, um, you know, you'll be blessed. And so kind of his secret weapon, the holy hour. I think we all need to do a little bit more of that. I mean, it's just remarkable to think that by, by spending more time with our Lord and growing in sanctity, your time multiplies because you're given that supernatural grace. I mean, you know, we always see the human elements, the, the human um, strength to be able to complete tasks in an ordinary sense. But then that supernatural level, well, when we implore the supernatural, we, we get, it, it assists us in that human dimension. It's just absolutely amazing to think about. But, but right now I want to go straight into your book, your fifth book. I know uh, uh, I'm looking forward to getting my copy from you. <laughs> yes. But, but let's talk about that, your fifth publication there. Right. Yeah. So I'm holding it up for the people that are watching on uh, YouTube and all the different uh, video um, you know, technology available to us. Uh, very, very handsome cover, uh, Fulton Sheen onset of uh, Life is Worth Living, his television show. Uh, but again, it's an anthology. And so, um, you know, an anthology is a collection. And uh, this book actually contains five books that uh, Fulton Sheen released in the 40s. Um, uh, the first book in the uh, collection is called For, For God and Country, uh, because Fulton Sheen was uh, saying to America, um, this is for God and our country. And so it was, uh, the title is perfect. Um, there's another book in this uh, anthology called God and War. And uh, of course, the idea of prayer during wartime and what it's all about. Um, again, it was one of these ideas that I think people were sitting at home during the war saying, you know, what is going to happen to us? So what is going to happen to the world? Like, you know, a world war, like, um, you know, we're on, people say we're on the verge of World War Three, And I think many of us are nervous saying, what will happen if the third world war began? And so I think people were looking to Fulton Sheen to say, you know, Father Sheen, uh, could you please help us just give us some, um, I just want to say some divine wisdom of how we can make it through this war. And, you know, I can Fulton Sheen um, throughout the book and throughout his radio addresses, if you listen to them, uh, and I've posted them to my YouTube channel, uh, you know, again, Fulton Sheen's actual recordings where you hear his voice uh, in the 1940s. Um, he was just uh, pleading with them every week to make a holy hour. Uh, he was saying that evil has its hour. Um, you know, we always look and we, we remember that. We hear it all the time. Yes, evil has its hour, but he would say, we need to make this hour of reparation to combat this. Again, it's a spiritual a battle we're in. And so he pleaded with uh, all of his listening audience, and it didn't matter if you were Catholic, Protestant, or Jew, he would say, we can all join and get down on our knees and implore God's help and make that beautiful hour of reparation. And so uh, great to hear that. And I think that's what we need to do today. We, uh, we're in the spiritual battle, just as it was, happened in the 40s, and uh, make this hour of reparation because our Lord asked us to. Uh, we think of that famous scripture when he said to his apostles, could you not spend one hour with me? Uh, but again, this book is a collection of five books, as I said. Um, there is a, he's got one book called The Seven Pillars of Peace, and that's in the book too. And um, so lots of there, lots of there. There's actually 41 chapters, and there are actually 41 of his homilies 
or his reflections um, during those years. So um, I tell you, we can go and speak for hours on the content and we, we'll spend a little bit of time too, of course, but you get the gist of it. This is what I was trying to do was um, take these lessons and you'll be surprised. And people say this all the time when they read Fulton Sheen or they listen to him, they say, he's writing in the year 2022. I feel like he's talking to me right now. I know it says 1941 on the timestamp, but boy, that is so appropriate today. This is, this is wisdom we can use today. And I think that's the beauty of Fulton Sheen. Uh, he really is a prophet in our time today. And so I think that's why people trust his voice and trust what he wrote and what he said, uh, even though it was 80 years ago, it's still relevant today. And how is the cause for canonization going at the moment? Um, I, 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 I'm keen to understand a little bit about your role. Yes. Yeah. If there's anybody that should be on the cause, it should be you. Thank you. Thank you. Adopt um, the sheen expert. Yeah. Well, you know, God has a sense of humor because people who know uh, what I'm about, they they know that I'm the village plumber. It's, um, uh, you know, I'm a man of trade. I've been uh, fixing pipes uh, for 30 years. And, um, you know, I go into people's houses and if it's a water heater or, you know, a furnace or a fireplace or whatever it is, um, that's what I do every day. I, I fix them. I install them. Um, so I'm a man of trade, but I have a great love for Sheen and promoting his writings. And um, especially with seminarians, I, I have this idea that, you know, people always say, how do we make the world a better place? How do we make the church even better? And I think if we just had a few more Fulton Sheens, um, a few more Bishop Sheens, especially, uh, the church would be even a better uh, light. And um, I think, you know, I thought seminarians, how, may, how about I put some time and energy into seminarians and gift seminarians Fulton Sheen's writings and get the seminarians to think like Sheen, to possibly talk like Sheen and give homilies like Sheen. And so that was my contribution. I wanted to make sure that every seminarian in Canada got some Bishop Sheen books and uh, helped them in their formation. And so the bishop in Peoria, Illinois, uh, Bishop Janke, saw what I was doing up in Canada and said, we want your energy and your vision to come and help us here with Sheen's cause. And so they invited me back in the year 2013 to join the cause for Sheen's canonization. And so I've been an avid promoter and of course, uh, just uh, following the interactions with Rome, because whenever you uh, ask Rome to declare your um, you know, man or woman a saint, uh, there's a lot involved. They like to do a scrutiny. And so we, uh, in the year 2002, uh, filed um, the paperwork with the Vatican, and they gave Fulton Sheen the title Servant of God. And uh, the Vatican then asked us to send all of his writings to them so they could look at it. And we took his 66 books and all of his transcripts and put them into a big crate and sent them to the Vatican. And for 10 years, the Vatican read through Sheen's material. And in the year 2012, uh, Pope Benedict declared Sheen venerable. Uh, it's a title that's given to these candidates for sainthood, and it uh, means, translates, uh, uh, worthy of imitation, mm -hmm. to venerate. And so uh, it was great to get the church's approval on Sheen's writings, his television shows. I always say to people, his stuff is church approved. Uh, there's no error 
And so you can trust it. And then, of course, the Vatican says, uh, present to us miracles now. And uh, fortunately, uh, to our good fortune, we've had a number of miracles documented of people that have been healed through the intercession of Fulton Sheen. And uh, that did happen to a, a little child who was uh, a stillborn, uh, was actually dead for 61 minutes. Uh, the mother and father, of course, um, uh, it was a home birth. And um, uh, sadly, the child um, uh, didn't have a pulse when the, the child was born. They called the paramedics and paramedics worked on this child for close to an hour and uh, the doctor was about to come in to write a death certificate uh, but yet the family and the community had been praying and earnestly for the intercession of Fulton Sheen to heal the child and miraculously that child came back to life and uh, that child now is um, a teenager and uh, but no brain damage no um, ill effects from being without oxygen for 61 minutes and so uh, it's a miracle that the child came back to life but it's even a double miracle that uh, there was no brain damage and so um, god is good and so that miracle was approved by the vatican and uh, pope benedict um, um, declared uh, that a beatification mass be celebrated and that was scheduled for december 20th 2019 and uh, but then uh, a number of bishops in america uh, asked for a little bit more time they we live in a, the church now where everybody is uh, almost being a little bit too scrupulous but it's good it's good to be cautious and so uh, they wanted to, some more time to look at things so they postponed the beatification mass so i always say that um we've had another three years now but um, we're just waiting for a new date. Um, I try to say to people, the cause hasn't been canceled. Uh, it hasn't been uh, put on the shelf indefinitely. Um, the church moves slowly. And I think we were spoiled with St. John Paul II, um, St. Mother Teresa. Um, they were um, done within five years, it seemed. And uh, yet, when we look at the history of the church, um, it takes some time to uh, make a saint, and sometimes it takes hundreds of years. So uh, we just have to be a little bit more patient, but we're waiting on the Vatican to give us a new date. Um, there's been no bad news. There's been uh, no revelation that is, um, you know, shocking anyone. And so I think it's just a matter of uh, patience. And so uh, there will be a new date. And um, again, as soon as um, I know what the date is, I'll, I'll we'll have an exclusive interview here. <laughs> you know, so our Australian friends uh, can, um, you know, be one of the first to know because you're usually uh, a couple hours ahead of us here, you know, in the, in North America. So uh, anyway, but that's where we stand, George. I always give the Coles notes to say nothing's been canceled. You can't take away the miracle. You can't take away Sheen's great writings. And all we have to do now is wait patiently for a new date uh, for his beatification celebration. And what role did you play specifically in the cause right. of organization? Yeah. So I think what we um, do is two things. One, we act as mediators to ask people to send in testimonies. Um, you know, when the Vatican was asking for, for uh, documentation and evidence, uh, we actually had um, thousands of letters of testimony, but in sp specifically 200 letters from bishops uh, attesting to Sheen's sanctity. Uh, you know, personal encounters with Fulton Sheen. And those had to be, uh, you had to ask uh, these bishops to 
um, could, if they could write these letters to send them in. Uh, so there's that. There's also, too, an awareness um, and awareness that we need to pray for his cause for his canonization. And so uh, my little group in Canada, um, people know my apostle of Bishop Sheen today, we've uh, printed out uh, thousands and thousands of prayer cards to have people pray for not only his canonization, but his intercession. And a lot of times saints need, um, I want to say backers or supporters. Um, I think of the great saint, Saint Jose Maria Escriva, um, I've had thousands of his prayer cards, um, you know, um, put into my hand over the years. And so that's, of course, from enthusiastic supporters of Opus Dei and St. Jose Maria. Well, we do the same thing with Fulton Jean. Um, I've given out thousands of cards and I've received cards because we want to, um, of course, have the church declare him a saint. But we also want the spiritual favors that come through praying to the intercession of a saint. So I'm kind of a, one of these zealous promoters, uh, giving out prayer cards, uh, invoking uh, Sheen's uh, intercession and encouraging everyone else to do the same. And so, um, again, I think there's this awareness because when I start to introduce Fulton Sheen through a prayer card, sometimes they'll go on the internet and find one of his books. And then, of course, read his book and, of course, draw himself closer to Jesus Christ. So um, it's amazing how a little prayer card can sometimes work a great miracle. And, um, you know, I have a funny story about a prayer card in St. Jose Maria um, from Rome. If you have time, it's uh, it's kind of a, you know, God Absolutely. is a show. We absolutely have time. Okay. God is a show off. And so um, I... I was in Rome with my wife. We were celebrating our 25th wedding anniversary and I had my English prayer books. I mean, most people are speaking Italian and everything's Italian in Rome. And so um, I put in, um, I went to go see the tomb of St. Jose Maria in Rome and we had a beautiful visit there. And um, again, I picked up a prayer card, um, uh, an English prayer card and put it into my, um, into my little missile. And so um um, there, of course, I went around, and then, of course, I left that um, that uh, missile somewhere, at, uh, probably at the hotel, and I went to Rome and um, went into one of the churches, and there was a beautiful picture of St. Maria there, and um, so we did that, and um, but it was only in Italian, and so um, I didn't have um, it in English, but I put it into my prayer book, and I was kind of angry. And I kind of said, Lord, give me an English prayer card. Well, I, I actually left that missile at a church and I needed another missile. And then we went to another church one other day. And sure enough, there was a missile there. And in that missile had an English version of St. Jose Maria's prayer card. So someone else had left their missile. So it, it was a story of um, miss, missing missiles. But at the end, I got that English prayer card of St. Jose Maria. He was following me around. Because I'm convinced that saints pick us. And uh, in my case, uh, I've been picked by St. Jose Maria and by uh, Bishop Fulton Sheen. So, and a few other saints do, but saints do pick us. And they say, I want you on my team. So um, uh, please uh, help us because we're on team Jesus and we're here to bring all souls to Christ. And I think that's what St. Jose Maria and the Venerable Sheen do quite well. They bring souls to Christ. What a remarkable story. It's great to have that personal, little personal relationship with the, with the saint and uh, that, that brings that personal dimension there. And it, it's just absolutely fantastic. And 
I, I really I really admire your enthusiasm for for this canonization for 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 the cause and sometimes I think by what you're doing it really does raise a lot of awareness it does raise a lot of awareness that if we if we spread the little cards uh, if we inform people we, we raise awareness then perhaps people will then pray to the saint and there will be a further another miracle um so those are just my thoughts there right and i think this is what um you know we have to give people hope that miracles do happen um and people are always praying for miracles i mean i think about what um the health issues that have been happening in people's lives we all want a healing we desire a healing and yet we still do see healings um, they do happen and those miracles and sometimes physical miracles the physical healings can just elevate a person's faith they just have that hope again they recover and uh, but also the uh, stories of people who have lost their faith yet come back to the faith um, and through circumstance and uh, but yet they still come back and those are miracles too how many times we've had parents praying for their wayward children and they do come back to the faith. And so uh, it's important that we, um, you know, learn from our miracles that we see everyday miracles, but know that the uh, miracle was an answer to prayer and prayer does work. And so we have to keep saying to people, keep praying, keep doing what you're doing. And uh, especially I think with COVID, um, um, many of us got out of the holy habit of praying at church, um, making these holy hours, because a lot of the churches were closed. And it's amazing how you can fall out of a habit. And uh, some of us have to be honest and say, we're not back into the rhythms of what we used to do pre-COVID. Um, I was, you know, an ardent um, uh, participant in the holy hour. I was every day, we'd make a holy hour uh, before I went to work. And yet now the churches were closed and now I'm finding I'm struggling to get back into that rhythm or that habit of making that holy hour every day because um, we're still not back to normal, I like to say. And yet God is saying, you know, I'm waiting for you. Could you not spend one hour with me? So I think we have to do a little bit of a gut check and do an honest assessment and say, am I praying like I used to before COVID? And maybe can I just make that effort to get back to that pattern of prayer that i was accustomed to so uh, we all can do more we all can do more so uh, again i think fulton jean will want us to come back and uh you know pray as much as we can because prayer is the answer it really is absolutely i mean i, I think a lot of people will need to crack back into the, the the routine and it did take us a while i think after the beginning uh, the end of last year beginning of this year to get back into the, the routine of daily mass and uh, doing our visits and holy hours and everything else I, I mean i think two years really of lockdown and everything else and we'll take maybe an extra another six months or a year and a half to kick back into most people's routine so keep it up definitely with the with the uh, visits to the blessed sacrament um uh, you'll get there brother no problem right yeah and you know i think it's funny with the holy hour and we've been talking a few times uh, during this interview about making the holy hour it's um, funny how many apostolates have been releasing little booklets on the holy hour and i know for me i re-released fulton sheen's uh, book called the holy hour 
uh, booklet that he put out in the 1940s because he would say to people, write to me and I'll send you the book of the Holy Hour because he wanted to give people tools so they could actually pray at home but have some meditations that he knew uh, would bring the heart closer to God. And so this little holy hour, I can hold it up um, so people see it. It's wow. um, um, a great cover design. This is um, actually uh, St. Mary's Church in Peoria, Illinois. It's where Fulton Sheen's body is, the remains of this great saint-to-be. Um, we had a Eucharistic adoration, and this was, of course, the picture of the main altar and our Eucharistic Lord. So we use this as the cover photo for the Holy Hour prayer book. And uh, this uh, little prayer book uh, continues to rank uh, as a bestseller on Amazon in uh, different categories. And uh, it actually was number one on Amazon in Catholic theology um, in Australia, um, you know, for a couple of weeks there. So even if you're in Australia, you can look this up on Amazon and you'll find it and you'll see it's a high ranking. It's always doing very well in uh, Roman Catholicism and Catholic um, theology. So, uh, but again, an interest in the Holy Hour. People are saying, I know I need to do something. And I think we do things from the home. And Fulton Sheen always said, pray your Holy Hour from home. Uh, open up your scriptures, um, meditate on things and um, things of heaven, that is. And it's amazing. And that's what Fulton Sheen does so beautifully in this Holy Hour book. Uh, he gives you, of course, 10 good reasons to make a holy hour, and uh, not that you have to be convinced to do it, but he does. And then he takes us through a journey of, I like to say, it's almost like a little seven-step program where he says, let me give, propose to you just seven things to meditate on. Now, and you just do one a day, but um, still, you know, take the time to meditate on the incarnation, just how God so loved the world that he sent his son into the world to save us. I mean, but you can just spend days meditating on this great love story of God so loved the world that he sent his son. So just to meditate on the incarnation, uh, to meditate on that Christ lives in us today, that he's present in our souls and uh, he's amongst us. He's in every tabernacle uh, throughout the world. And so again, that he lives here today, we need to rejoice in that. And to understand that our souls can be lost and found. Uh, you can lose your soul. <laughs> and to have a little bit of holy fear, I think Fulton Sheen would want us to remind us that you can lose your soul. Now, some of our Protestant friends have this philosophy, once saved, always saved. And yeah. we may have to argue with them to say, no, 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 you can lose your soul. And so uh, I think it's important that we um, know that Fulton Sheen's um, battle cry, unless souls are saved, nothing is saved. We, we have to take that to heart. We really do. Uh, so little meditations like that, um, he would ask about uh, what he called the duty of self-denial and to say, am I going to try to take up my cross and follow him uh, to deny myself of a few little pleasures and offer them up uh, in thanksgiving and to a petition? So uh, things like that, of course, giving glory to God in the world, uh, being that public witness to, to the faith and to our Lord's great love. And of course, the Eucharist and the Blessed Mother are other themes he proposes to us to meditate on uh, during our holy hours. So, uh, you know, these different themes are so important that we sometimes take them for granted. Uh, but no, uh, Fulton Sheen would say, no, no, let's meditate on them. Let's spend some time. And uh, it's amazing what happens and uh, when you spend time and you listen to the Lord. And that's one thing he stressed in the Holy Hour prayer book. 
He says, sometimes we do all the talking. We come to church and we sit before the Lord and we just have a million things we're saying to him. Uh, but there's that beautiful line in scriptures, speak, Lord, your servant's listening. Um, again, that we need to sit back and just listen to the Lord. And I think this is what Fulton Sheen did so well. He listened to the Lord and was able then to um, share those messages with the world. So the holy hour, the holy hour. If there's anything I can say during this program oh, yeah. is to uh, do the holy hour. <laughs> so yeah, definitely get to your holy hour. And uh, now let's go into three practical tools. Alan, what are the three practical tools drawing from Sheen? How we can learn to take action uh, in different areas of our life, in mm -hmm. media and in, in the public sphere, because he he was a well balanced character, really. I mean, he was a he, great person of he was a great activist for good causes. He was a great churchman. He was a, a prayerful person. And he was a great media and a great celebrity, <laughs> if you could say in the good sense of the term, celebrity. Yeah. He's right. a well balanced individual. And what could we learn? What are three practical tools? for us to take action. Um, right. Well, I think, you know, we, we've said this throughout the interview now, the whole idea of the call to prayer. And and I think Fulton Sheen, you know, he would call everyone to prayer. I mean, he pleaded with people, pray your holy hour, um, get on your knees. Um, this is what um, will change the world. And I think this is something that it is a tool that we sometimes, again, take for granted. And when you have that honest assessment with people, you'll say, you know, do you pray? And they go, you're, you're kind of right. I don't, I, I say grace before meals sometimes, and uh, maybe I might get a decade of the rosary done or nothing at all. So um, this is kind of our reality is that we really, if we're honest with ourselves, we're not praying like we should. Um, when we think of the, the uh, challenge to tithe, Yes, we can think of financial tithes, of giving 10% of our income, but are we tithing our time? Are we giving 10% to the Lord, a minimum of 10% uh, to the Lord with our time? And so uh, that idea of spending time in prayer is so important. And you'll see the dividends. I know when I've increased my prayer life um, and the time I spend in prayer, good things happen. I get a lot more done. It's uh, going back to that lesson of Mother Teresa and her sisters, uh, her nuns. Uh, they, when they pray more, they did more. So uh, that toolbox of prayer is so important. And I think we sometimes take it for granted or don't see the importance of that. Um, so again, number one is prayer. Uh, the other one I'd like to mention is the, um, and I don't know how to phrase this, but it's um, don't miss the opportunity. Um, you know, Mother Angelica um, would always say on each one of her weekly broadcasts, you know, we're all called to be saints. Don't miss the opportunity. And I, I think this is what Fulton Sheen uh, would encourage us to don't miss that opportunity to share the faith and bring a soul closer to Christ. Um, do we go out with that missionary mind um, you know, that mindset that I'm going out to be in the mission field. And um, and I think this is what Fulton Sheen would say to us. We're all missionaries. Remember that. But don't miss the opportunity to witness to Christ, to witness to um, him. And uh, again, his mercies and his great love for you. 
Um, I, so again, I think it's that idea of uh, don't miss the opportunity. And so uh, keep that in your toolbox. And, you know, the third, um, you know, tool that I love to say is um, the Blessed Virgin Mary. And I don't mean to want to put her in the category of a tool in the toolbox, but um, I have, my life has uh, benefited from this devotion to the Blessed Virgin Mary that Fulton Sheen gave me. Um, I never really had what I call a Marian devotion. Yes, I've read St. Louis de Montfort's writings on Our Lady. Yes, I've, um, you know, had family rosary uh, for many years with my 11 brothers and sisters. But I didn't really have a Marian devotion, uh, what I call a, a heart-to-heart talk with the Blessed Virgin Mary. And Fulton Sheen gave that to me. He His writings kind of taught me, um, you know, don't do anything that your mother would be ashamed of, reminded me every day to be a good son, and to go to her. Because if you think of our Lord, who was he formed by? Um, you know, we all want to become <clears throat> like Jesus. Uh, so who better to form us in becoming like Christ than her? And so go and talk to the Blessed Virgin Mary. Um, pretend that she's riding shotgun with you in the car and converse with her. Um, spend some time with her. I know every time I get ready to go to sleep, I um, ask her in a nice way to, you know, just console me, tell me a bedtime story. It's like something like that. But to know that she's present in my life. And I think that's what Fulton Sheen did. He would say, uh, he would actually say, you know, when I die and I go before the Lord on judgment day, I hope I will hear the Lord say to me, Fulton Sheen, um, you, you've been good. My mother and your mother have been talking about you and, um, you know, in a good way. Mm-hmm. And uh, because this is the sense is that um, you need to have that relationship and that time. And so um, I always say, go to Mary, <laughs> go to Mary. And of course, she'll bring you to Jesus. But um, we forget that a lot of times. And again, we just kind of maybe say the few Hail Marys every day, and that's our devotion to Mary. But no, um, converse with her, talk to her, and bring her into your life and ask her to be a part of your life and ask her to help form you to become a little Christ uh, so that uh, the world will be changed. And so uh, go to Mary. So there's your three tools uh, for this uh, to pray, uh, don't miss the opportunity, and go to Mary. I've really enjoyed this, Sheen Allen. I've learned so much for myself. I'll be taking them on personally, uh, those three practical tools. But thank you very much for being with me here, Alan and Dills. Oh, pleasure. You're welcome. And I always say, if you want to read Sheen, listen to Sheen, watch Sheen, just go to my little website, bishopsheentoday.com, because we need Bishop Sheen today. That is com. So, uh, so for those yeah. who want to go and access all the roots, a lot of resources there. So bishopsheen.com. Yeah, bishopsheentoday.com. So yeah. I added the word today because we need him today. Uh, we need him yesterday and tomorrow, but we need him today. And so if you want to, uh, you know, increase your faith and just, uh, you know, understand the meaning of life, watch and listen to Sheen and he'll help you with that. So uh, bishopsheentoday.com. Thank you very much. And thank you very much for tuning into the Catholic Toolbox. To access the show, you can go to thecatholictoolboxshow.com or follow us wherever you get your podcast on whatever podcast platform you follow and on YouTube and all social media. So there's thecatholictoolboxshow.com and find us on social media 
on all platforms there to reaccess the show. Thank you very much uh, for being with me, my friend from Canada. Uh, you're up north, we're down south, and uh, it's great to be connecting with you. Yes, and uh, we're getting ready for winter here, and uh, the snow will be, we've already had some snow, yeah. uh, but there'll be more snow in the weeks to come. So enjoy your summer, and we'll enjoy our winter. <laughs> uh, thank you very much for tuning into the Catholic Toolbox, the art of practical Catholicism. I'm your host and founder, George Manasseh-He, as we compute practical tools. So until next week, God bless, take care, and take action. In this era of grave spiritual crisis, it is not enough to simply know about your Catholic faith. That is why we need a Catholic toolbox to equip us with the practical skills necessary to live our Catholic faith to reach our ultimate goal, which is heaven for all eternity. Do not merely listen to the word and so deceive yourselves do what it says. Join us every Tuesday night at 8pm for the Catholic Toolbox as we hand you the tools to go forth, live the faith and change our modern world today. Live on The Voice of Charity.